The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a little sad because I know, oh no. I know about your life and what you're doing oh and no. your next steps of your life. And Wait, I'm just, you're making it sound like I'm dying. No, not no, no, dying. no, not dying. She's not okay. dying. She's just moving away from me. First of all, welcome everybody to Talk Scary Hi, everybody. To yes, I am fleeing California as fast as I possibly can. Like, I don't think you understand how much that affects me. I, I just you know, got I'm close gonna, with you and oh. now you're gone and your kids. Yeah, but I'm going to be back all the time. All my friends. Are, are you going to bring your kids? Yeah, sure. Because my okay. their godmom's here and my friends are here. And okay. I promised, okay. Okay. I promised my best friend that I would bring the kids at least once a month. Okay, to stay so they'll hang out with her and do their thing. And my even my housekeeper's like you know dying that we're leaving because she's been there before they were born and all, yes. you know, all of that. And she's crying and it's a whole it's a whole situation. So yeah, I'll be back. I promise. And I see all. I mean, yeah, we, I know we see each other know, all the time. Oh, I know, but like doing everything. like things and yeah, I don't think you'll be here forever. I. I I don't. I, I think, I mean, my, my partner and I are, are kind of looking at houses in Nashville. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're thinking I love of, of going. Hell yeah. It's also, I can't fucking afford anything out here. You, Nashville's pretty expensive too. It, it is, but it's a lot cheaper oh, than here yeah. and there's land. And, yeah. you know, I, I envision my life having like, you know, two horses, yeah. a, a donkey and, yeah, and for like sure. four more dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> and eventually, you know, a baby. So yeah. I, I, I need a home foundation. And as stupid as this is probably going to sound, I have promised, I've promised my 13 year old dog, Cody, that I would get him a fucking house and it with a yard uh-huh. that's his. Because I, I mean, I don't know if you know, like I've lived like a gypsy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if all of you guys think out there I'm like living in this mansion. <laughs> I have lived like every year You're I've, an artist. Moved. I've moved. Like, of I've course. moved. Of course. Hell yeah. I lived, lived in a garage. Mm-hmm. I like... You know, like gave this woman money and like changed her garage into a guest house so I could live there. I live with like a bunch of moms, like everything. So it's been, you know, it's been a gypsy life for me. Like literally has. So that's what you do in your 20s and 30s. Yeah. And then you settle down and you have kids and you're like, okay, I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge and I'm going to go live a peaceful life somewhere and just be normal. Yeah. Just be normal. Exactly. And I can do it. You can do it. Can I? Can I do it? Yeah. How many people have gone out, you know, in the last decade of friends of ours, yeah. just people we know, like move here, 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 here. Yeah, you don't need to be in place. LA anymore. You no. don't need to, especially in this business. You know, you no. can work from everywhere. Yeah. Might as well be happy. I'm tired of hearing fucking fire tricks and but, like, and like loud music and like people screaming on the streets. Yeah. I, I want peace and yeah. quiet. Yes. You know, I always escape to nature. Always. Yes. You yes. Know? So I'm Me like, too. why can't my home be nature? It can be. Yes. It can I'm growing be. up. I'm you know, I saw up. this quote already too, because it's just, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, I was reading it this morning. I was on Instagram this morning. Shocker. Um, I don't really spend much time on Instagram, but I saw this and I thought for some reason I printed it out and I always feel like if something's calling me, there's a reason why I have to to do it. And this might be the conversation. Um, It's uh, by this woman named Mel Robbins on Instagram. And this quote said, uh, maybe life doesn't change you. Maybe it shows you to you. Maybe it prompts you to grow. Maybe it pulls away what you can't find the courage to leave. 
Maybe it shakes you awake. Maybe it shows you the pieces of yourself that you can't see. Mm. Maybe life doesn't change you. Maybe you change yourself once you see yourself. Maybe life was only ever trying to show you the way. Oh. That's at Brianna Weist. Wow. I feel that. Right? I feel that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? What's I, that's happening in my queen life? Queen over here. I get it, girl. Queen. I, I've I been I've it. been having I needed to hear that. I've been having that for two months of, you know, with with my my uncle passing away yeah. and and um and then, you know, getting COVID and then my my boyfriend getting into serious accidents yeah. and, and like his his life path has just yeah. like totally changed. So what is it trying to show you? You know, I think, I think it's trying me personally, I think it's trying to show me that I can let go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm that person that clings on for dear life. Well, you were saying in one of the, I think it was a couple of our episodes ago that one of your biggest fears was, was, um, uh, abandonment. Yes. So maybe this is sort of a, you know, people, people do leave, but mm-hmm. people also, mm-hmm. things happen and they don't leave. Mm-hmm. They stay around mm-hmm. and. And that's just, and so is life, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, it's true. It is, it is very true. You know, I have, I have a lot of love, you know, it's, I have a lot of love to give. And I feel like sometimes when, you know, I, I it's, it's a weird thing. Like even with my, like my friend group and, and friends, I, 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 I will do go above and beyond, yeah, I get it. you know, yeah. for whatever they need. And sometimes I feel like I'm doing too much. Like I'm like, like you're insecure. Am about I pushing it? these pr- people away because oh. I'm doing too much? Oh, I feel that way too sometimes. But it's just me. It's just yeah. us. It's yeah. just, and I think it stems from abandonment. Yeah. Like I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. Care. Yeah. But it's not a people pleaser. No, no, it isn't. It's a caretaker thing. Yes, it is. It is a caretaker thing. Interesting. Huh. I'm the same way. I get it. I appreciate it though. But I used to worry about that when I was younger too. Yeah. Am, I, am I overwhelming somebody with yeah. with always being there to do for them? Yeah. What am I so needy for? Yes. Is it am I needy? But really yes. that really wasn't what it was. Do you see your reflection in me right now? I do. <laughs> I totally what, what is that Mulan? I do. I, I don't know. You're the Disney queen. You're the Disney princess. <laughs> Miss, so you guys know my uh, scout and my son have the same birthday. It's Coming up, Pisces um, bitches and, over here. Uh, um, watch your wives, watch your kids. Oh my god! <laughs> Carter and I this morning on the way to school, we're singing his favorite new song. Are you ready? What? Hotel California. Oh hell yeah! He was like, "Mommy, can you turn it up?" Uh. And just jamming in the back seat in his car seat, singing every word. I've listened to that song eight million times and don't know every single word. He knows every single word oh, already. Oh hell yeah! And then he was like, "Can you guys?" Or yesterday we were in the, my in his room and I had on his little Bluetooth and my mom was there and sister and we were all all you know the kids and everybody's yeah. yelling and he's like, "Can you guys stop talking? Please stop having conversations. I want to listen to music. I need quiet." I was like, "You're four. Has he been that way with music before? When he was a baby, okay. He, if there was a." a a musical that came on or a Disney movie or something, he would, st- he'd be having a tantrum and he would stop in his tracks yeah. and he would get sucked into the TV yeah. and, and be like enveloped with, with whatever music was going on. So I there's something hate there. to tell you, Uh-oh. but Carter reminds Uh-oh. me a lot of me. <laughs> I just am just saying that. That's okay. I'm happy with like, that. He's going to be in musicals. Fly he's free, gonna baby. Be, fly like, free. He's going to be a creative baby. Great. I love it. Like, I, love I it. already see what that kid I do. love it. We shaved his head the other week. He, what? He want, he's yeah, bald? He came, he's, he's almost bald, yeah. Oh my God, he's bald. Well, he had all those curls, you know, and he was like, mommy, my friend had their, I want my hair cut like that. I was like, you want to shave your head? He's like, wait, can I shave my head? I was like, yeah, let's go shave your head. Oh my God, amazing. But you know, I remember like, I could never do shit like that. Yeah, up. no. 
I mean, do you want to like, shave your head? Have you ever wanted to shave oh, your head? Oh fuck I yeah! I want to fucking shave my head. But I have a square head. My so does my son. I want to do it for a role. We need to do a movie together where we like are. I want to do it. But see, here's okay. Here's my argument. Okay, here you we go. say you want to do it for a role, as though that's the only way that no, you're going to give yourself permission to do but something like that. But it's also because, dude, I'm going out for so many lawyers and I doctors know, right now. I do know. you see a shaved head lawyer? <laughs> I wish. I'm sure there are. Probably. Yeah. Or, you know, wigs are beautiful nowadays, but I also just, uh, yeah, you know, I you will. Know what I mean? There's going to eventually be the time when I'm probably in my 40s where, you know, you slowly, the, the, the short haircut kind of comes. No, don't you ever <laughs> cut your hair like you're live in the Midwest and, and are a nurse. Why? I want some frost tips. No frost tips. Do you remember they used to pull the cap? Do you remember the <laughs> yes. cap over your head and you'd pull yes. it through with a pick? And you'd color it. Oh my god, oh fucking god. horrific! My mom did that once. Um, yeah. When she had, she had that short, awful haircut, she did her whole head like that. Actually, it was my godmom who's a hairdresser. Who did it. She put the cap on. She frosted the tips, and then my mom wanted her sides shaved. My mom used to have her sides shaved with a tail. I can't see that. But on wait, your mom. are you ready? Oh my god, I love that. So she frosted it first, then she shaved the sides, left the top long, but the sides had so she had polka dots from where they pulled it through. So she literally looked like a leopard. <gasps> With a blonde tail. It was... Oh, my God. For it was her, the for, 80s, for, baby. For, it was the 80s. For her next birthday, you need oh. to get that image on a cake. Oh, my God. You need to get that on a cake. That would be amazing. That is amazing. If I could find that, that would be amazing. Oh, um, So, yes, God. I wanted to shave my head. But, but you know, the re- that's why tattoos for me. I first started with, like, oh, it has to be below the jean line because I don't want to, you know, ever... Where was your first tattoo? On my hip. Yeah. Over okay. here. Hidden. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, then I was like, okay, cool. I'll go up, but never above the bra line yeah. because I want to make sure nobody can see it over a dress if I have to wear, you know, for And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I have this, you know, I have this, uh, this symbol on my back. It looks like this. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Um, so on the right side of my back, my grandma used to wear a necklace that had like a bunch of charms on it. And she used to tell me that this was like a Jewish so, thing. Like so to, for like the a, listeners, it's like her thumb going in between. Yeah, it's like between. my thumb going in between my uh, my fingers and I'm making like a fist. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, she said, oh, it was just to keep evil away. It was like a, a you know, like oh. an evil eye kind of thing. So I was like, cool. So I had that and she had like a Jewish high and like a couple of other things. So I had it tattooed on me. I brought the, the charm necklace with the chain and I yeah. said to my tattooers, I want to create this going up the other side of my back. And we did it in... You know, and then I went home and I um, I started looking up what that really meant. What does it mean? Um, this is like power to the pussy. Fuck yeah, Danielle. Power to the pussy. <laughs> oh, I love that you have that on your back. <laughs> this is like a, po- like oh a God, power Danielle, to the pussy. I'm going to fucking say that at a con while you're next to me. I'm going to be like, Danielle, pussy. do you remember your power to the pussy? Fuck, you, <laughs> fuck yeah. And the fact that my grandma wore that around her neck her entire life. Oh I my God, love I love it. it. So, it's, t- so, so it's like a whole, I think it's like a your Turkish thing. Or, have you told her mom like that? I don't know if I have. Means. Oh, you should tell her. <laughs> you remember when grandma? Yeah, you know what? And so my grandma was so funny. She would she would love to hear that. Like Aww. she would be so she would think it was hysterical. Happy. Yeah, hysterical. Oh my god, I love that. Um, so do we have any questions? I know yes. you found there's some pretty good ones that you got this week. I've got some too, but I want to hear what yours were. Uh, yes. So uh, this is uh, from a. Oh wait, before we read, let's talk about our last episode, John Benet, just real quick. Yes. How we were at, we, we were wondering if uh, the brother actually won. Yes. yes. He did, um, and everybody was uh, found.
found innocent. Yeah, from and, the DNA, and it is it, yeah it's they, still and, unsolved. And we talked about I don't I wouldn't cover for my my husband. I don't think anyone's covering up for anything. So it appears to be that after digging into it, that some it's just so sad horrific that they have fucking not. person came in and did something like this to this little girl. Yeah, and, but things have progressed. You know, like yeah. obviously, like you know what happened leading what happened on from the detectives with that case. Too yeah. many people coming in, too many people just yeah, it's interrupting a, it's a all the stuff. Mess. Yeah, it's just a mess. I mean, I would have grabbed my baby. I wouldn't have covered for my man. You know, I mean, I, I think when shit's hitting the fan like that, you just don't know which way is right or left. Yeah. So I, I, I hope that whoever did that to her has will um, meet his day yeah, in hell if he too. hasn't already. Um, obviously, or, to do that to somebody, maybe he had already had, you know, I'm sure his life wasn't great as a child. Yeah. So, okay, on to, on to the sex. sex. Talk, uh, talk sexy to me and then, we'll talk, and then I'll talk scary to you. Okay, so uh, this person, he says, I'm a younger listener. Okay. Okay. And I recently have been exploring masturbation. Oh. So do you remember- wow, how your, young well, do you think? Do you re- I'm, I'm assuming probably like 15, 15 maybe, 14. Do boys maybe do it earlier? 14, 12. <laughs> okay, I mean, 10. I'm hoping that 10. <laughs> I'm just hoping there's Pro- not a 10-year-old listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <gasps> hey, guys, it's supposed to be like a mature Ooh, audience. Mature audience, Lee, please. But I doubt an 18-year-old's discovering <laughs> masturbation. We're Actually, just going to say it's an 18-year-old, Danielle. Okay, let's We're just, just say it. say it's an 18-year-old. Okay. Um, so um, do you remember your first time masturbating? And have you ever been caught? You go, you go. I want to hear your story first. Uh, 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 uh. So, do I remember my first time? Oh, yeah, I remember humping everything. Dude, I would hump every surface in the house with a pillow. I just bring the pillow and I just make the whole house my sex den. Oh, my God. A specific, a specific one. So, that's how, did you, you remember your first orgasm you ever had? No. No, no I don't remember my first orgasm. I don't think I remember it. Um, I remember other things about, you know, adulthood, like a tampon for the first time. Oh, I, yeah. My mom was, go- we'll, oh, we'll my get back. God. My mom was at work and um, I got my period and I had to do the, like the tampon for the first time. And he was like the cardboard ones or yeah. whatever. And I put oh, the yeah. whole thing. And my mom was like, you have to get that out. <laughs> and it was awful. It was miserable. I have a really funny story. Really? I have a few funny stories, but I have a very funny story about that. Okay. Okay. Share it. Share it. And then we'll- and Sorry, then, I still got that post-COVID call. Yeah. Yeah. Share it. And then we'll and then we'll go into the this masturbation is, This is- I don't- I, I only like maybe three people know this story in my life. Um, so- Sorry, guys. We talk about periods on yeah, here. It's do. okay. It's happening. Just FYI, your wives, women, like they all your have periods. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so I- got my period in fitting for that movie of the week that I talked about last, last podcast about that I had to be molested, you know, oh, and the shit. thing I got it during a fitting and it was like, what the hell? I was 12. Um, I think I was turning, maybe I was 13 actually. Um, anyway, so no one taught, no one told me like, you know, I, I wasn't going to wear a pad. Anyway, I tried to put a tampon in myself and they were the plastic ones that were like the portable ones where, yeah. um, so they're plastic. Then there's like the little, the little stick is on yeah. the side and then you have to take the stick and you put it in and then you push it up and then you remove the applicator and you throw the whole 
plastic part and just the cotton stays in there for those of you that don't I'm sorry, know. Are you just saying that? It just makes me pissed <sighs> that we have to go, we have to do so much stuff as women. I uh, well, <laughs> like I'm just like, come on. I that's, know. That's so much. But to we get teach to have a young girl. Yeah. Like so so you see this mechanism? You're but gonna- I would. Like I don't know. I don't have any fear. Yeah. I would teach my kids. I would show them. See, my mom was scared. My Mine mom was too. a tomboy. Oh. So like makeup, like hair, yeah. like that stuff didn't exist in my household. Right. So I was by myself putting I mean, this thing would, in. You would show your daughter. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would. Me yeah. too. I yeah. mean, I would. I would talk to my boys about all of yeah. that stuff. Um, so I. <laughs> This is so ridiculous that I'm sharing this story, but, um, so I put, I don't know if anyone else has ever done this. If anyone else has done this, then comment. I, I would love to hear your story about it. Cause it's just is so it? fucking ridiculous. Do? So I put it in and then I, 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 you know, it has a little coil part where the stick goes in and then I left it in and then I just took the stick and threw the stick away. So I left the whole plastic in there and I didn't understand why it wasn't staying in. I would cough or talk or walk or do anything. And it would just like, plink, 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 just come right out. Um, and I took, are you ready? Yeah. I took scotch tape. Oh my. <laughs> and I taped it to it's my vagina. And I was on the phone with my agent. Oh my God. Who I actually had a great relationship with. And I would talk to her about real stuff and told her what I was doing. And she was like, oh my God, honey. No, no, no. Like that's, that's, it's the thing inside the, oh, so she thought it was hilarious. So when I was trying to think, um, oh my God. So do you know what the name of my first corporation was? Uh, No, please. I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. What was it? Tape it down productions. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I taped the tampon to my vagina. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. Oh my God. So fucking but, ridiculous. But honestly. It's traumatic, right? Yeah, if that would have happened to me, I, I don't know what I, I probably would have done something as silly as that. Yeah, How you do you know? know? You don't know. It's put it in your move the <clears throat> applicator. I'm like, I mean, now I now I think there's more like outlets and books and yeah, stuff it's for young internet. girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Books, books. Outlets. Our kids, our kids are. Reading. You mean the internet? I don't go on the internet. Shit. You said dialogue. We fucking talk about shit. Um, no, you know, yeah. So, well, it's Ugh. like me. Yeah, I had the car. I had the the whole cardboard in there. The whole thing, and I had to like go in front of a mirror and go hunting, try to get the cardboard out. My first time, like with my fingers, I, I like I'd never done that before. Did you ever have sex with somebody where the condom came off inside? No. Oh no, that's not fun. We, I have. Yes, I have. How'd you get it out? I was. It was a drunk mess. It was like it was like oh, the Hulk. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a That's there was really a mind moments going on in that one. I was like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I gotta go pee. <laughs> Might happen the first time I had sex with some not not my first time, uh-huh. but the first time I had sex with this particular person. Um, and and it was really more. Imagine like the first time is awkward anyway yeah. with with a new person. Yeah, and it was it was he he pulled out and was like, um, it's I, gone. I don't have it. It's gone in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how are we going to get it out? Get a flashlight. A 
flashlight. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I've got the giggles from your fucking taping your fucking vagina. Okay, I can't get that image out of my head. It's like, how do I get it out? Like, you have to get it out. Yeah, you You have to get it out, dude. You have to to find it and get it out. Dude, you take responsibility, man. You you put it up there. You got to get it out of there. I don't even want to tell you how I ended up getting it out. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. I can't. I can't can't take anymore. I got it on myself. I'll tell you oh off God. air how I did it. Funny. It was horrific. Um, so okay, yeah, so, so I was humping everything. You're humping everything, you know. And, and like I told you, I, you know, I lived in the mortuary, so yes. it was. Oh like, my God! Wait, no, 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 not like that. Come on, horrible Come on, segue, like that. Scout. But like, but I, but this goes into my second segue of have I ever been caught? Yes. So there, there was, you know, back in the day before mortuaries now just have like the the block of the coffin. So you just have like a piece of wood. This is what it's going to look like. Here's oh, the wood. Yes. Here's the wood. This is right. This, right, you right. Want, there's a picture. Yeah. They used to have the coffins. Yeah, for sure. And I had a coffin named Willie that was kind of like my fort that had all my shit in it. Like <laughs> Daniel, if you guys can see Daniel's face right now. <laughs> Wait, you named but, the coffin? I'm curious. Yeah, it was like my fort. It was like my you hangout. Named I named Willie. it. It was Willie. Yeah, it was Willie. Okay, don't judge me, man. This is why I didn't have friends. I, I didn't right? know. That's why I didn't have friends. <laughs> you know, maybe you didn't have friends. Yeah, because okay. you had a coffin in your bedroom. And I also lived with a bunch of dead people. So yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. So that's why acting was like my fucking <laughs> playground. And nobody knew about my life. Um, oh my God. But so yeah, so there, there was this, it was a coffin that was like, the low end of low end, like oh. nobody wanted Willie. Like n- he was not gonna go. It's like it was like the pine box. Yeah, it was okay. like it was it was Willie, you know. Yeah. And like all my stuff was like you know if Jane you, Doe's go in the pine box kind of thing. Like no one's there. Yeah, to a little bit, but like he was a little bit more a bougie little than that. Okay. A little bit more bougie than that. And like you would lift the bottom end of it, and like all my like rock and roll posters were like stuck <sighs> up on there and everything, and like anything that like would happen, like you know like. Like if if I got in trouble or whatever, I'd go hide in Willie or like, you know, if I was crying, my my dad needed to find me. My mom would be like, go check Willie. Like that's where I'd be. So nowadays that'd be really cool. People would think you were super cool now Yeah, to have a coffin oh, in your room thanks. with like rock and roll posters inside thanks. of it. Thanks. Fuck well, it yeah. wasn't really mine. I would sabotage when anybody like, I knew everything about coffins, like anything. Like when sometimes my dad like needed, um, like, you know, he was like running late or something. I would, you like, would do the same. I would, I, well, I would just like, you know, show them it. And then I'd, you know, like chime on like, you know, what's good for what, what's good for, you know, I like knew everything, but I would always like make sure they did not purchase Willie. Like. If anybody was looking, I would sabotage. Oh, it was shit. for sale too. Yeah. That oh, one yeah, was yeah. For Willie sale. was for sale. Oh, okay. Willie wasn't really mine, mine, but he was mine. Okay. He was mine. The day that he got taken was very sad, and it was like. Well, see, I'm, I'm making that pilot. This is all about these stories. But anyways, um, anyways, so. Do you want to be buried in Willie? You want to be buried in a coffin? No. So, so a good friend of ours that worked at the mortuary that was like my, my second grandpa who, mm-hmm. you know, passed away. He got Willie. He got, we gave him Willie. Okay. Yeah, I gave him Willie. He was like my, 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 my man. So I, I, I gave him Willie. So back to <clears throat> masturbation and coffins. So not back, yeah. back to, so, so yeah. So I went to the safest place. I went to that. And I had my headphones on, so I wasn't hearing anything that was happening. Right. Like my father. Oh, shit. Fucking bringing people in for a sale to show them a coffin. And you were there twiddling your pee. (laughs) 
<laughs> Twiddling your bean. <laughs> I'm turning so red, I know, yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. have clothes? I mean, were you clothed? I mean, my hands were in my pants. Yeah, I was clothed. And and, and obviously my my dad got them out of there and fucking opened that fucking thing. And I was like. Did he say anything was, to you? No. Yeah, he did. I ruined the fucking. Sa- I, oh, they, but he didn't know what you were doing. Oh, he, he you're knew. Playing in there. But did he did he say I anything to you sounds. about like you're touching yourself? Yeah. How old are you? Seventeen. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was seventeen. I was seventeen. Okay. Yeah, he did. He he decided to give me the birds and the bees talk later oh. on in down in the morgue. Well, that's right. another whole fucking story. Um, oh my. <laughs> anyway, it's got tons of those. What about you? Um, I remember specifically, uh, it, my mom, this is horrible. She listens to this. I don't know if she your had mom, it or you I do had remember it. that your mom said not to talk about her on this podcast, right? She, nothing, she, she has nothing to do with this. Hey mommy, yes, yeah, mom, I know, when I see I know, you and I know, I know you're going to still listen to this, I I've know. told her and I've warned her. I know. Do not talk about you anymore. Um, this was, I think it, I remember it was this, this vibrator from the sharper image. So it was like an actual neck. Like it really was like. It was white and it was small and it had like a little curve to okay. it, like okay. a little portable thing yeah. um, that you would like just, you know, put on your neck, like right on the shoulder or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's like this. And I was like, oh, that kind of fits right there. Oh, wow. Oh. Hello. Anyway, so I remember that was my my first like, oh, shit. Wow. What's happening? What's going on? And then it would that was it. It was fucking game on. And then I found the. Isn't um, it funny? Like after you get oh, like the my first God. like itch of it, you're like. Every day, all day, every day, all day. Can't blah, wait to get blah, out of blah, school. Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's all you think about. <laughs> um, and then I found the 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 shower head. The the, the shower, shower head. head. But you know, I would lay down in the bathtub. So I would go in the shower. I'd lay in the bathtub. Just I. I, I but it would it would take me so long because it would numb me out <laughs> that it would be freezing cold. But I was so <laughs> close. And it was like, it was so, it was all the hot, I used all the hot water <laughs> that I was like laying in a freezing fucking bathtub <laughs> trying so hard. And I was like, just, 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 just make it happen. Just make it happen. I'm so sorry, guys. If I'm laughing, like this whole fucking episode is going to be me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned to shower first. Shower first. Yes. And then take care of business after with, you know, and then I was like, fuck. But there are definitely times where it was just too cold. You just are like, I can't. And then you're just angry all day. Oh, my God. So I think I was like 17, like 16, 17, like right around that. It was one specific house that had the 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 shower head. But yeah. I never, it never did it after that. Like after I moved from that house, I never did it with a shower head. Maybe one time like at a hotel or something when yeah. I was in my 20s when I was like, okay, Let's I need something. Let's try this again. Let's just, let's or no shower head and you're like running the bath water. Like how can I get my butt close to <laughs> enough to it to the like bathtub to meet yeah to the to the faucet to like make that situation happen yeah so. now, now it's just like it's it's so easy it's just like grab the vibrator it's like no, I know you know that was those are fun I never times. humped like pillows or any really no it was oh, always I was like a massive humper oh yeah no. I was like thumper I was just always <laughs> humping things I call you thumper <laughs> Literally, you did it? Really? <laughs> no, I found, I guess I just really? needed, a, no, I was more about like wow. the, the stronger pressure, I guess. No, I was never, never, no. So weird. I, I was already I, humping boys, I think, at that time. Oh, see, I, well, mm, I, I, oh my God, my mom, I hope my mom's not listening to this. There was a girlfriend um, of mine that we discovered if you hump each other, it, oh yeah, it works. It's called scissoring. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So we, we, you know, so yeah. Obviously. Oh my god, would she get off too? Yeah, 
So, so it was my, my mom. Would you talk about it? Boss's after? daughter. <laughs> my mom's boss's daughter. Of course. Oh my God. I, I have to tell my mom this cause she's going to fucking hear about this now. Yeah. But Whoa. it was so, it was so funny. So then that was when I experienced my first girl, girl thing, oh, but it course. wasn't any, anything naked. It was always clothes on. Oh Yeah. It was always just like, and then it was. How old were you? It was nothing weird. I don't know, man. This all meshes together. I probably was like teenagers, 12. early teenager, yeah, yeah, twelve or something. Would you guys have a conversation about it after? I don't remember, man. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember the humping. Those are all the humping, but I do remember it stopped because she wanted to stop, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay, oh god, <laughs> go back to pillows." Oh. She's like scout. Just kidding. <laughs> I think that's when we like we like you know got old enough where we were like oh, okay let's like oh there's bullies and yeah. lots of stuff is happening and you were know. you already having sex with guys before you had your first orgasm on your own? No. So you had you had or you came you took care oh, of yourself I was first or- orgasms for years before, before you had sex. Yeah, before that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So much so that I don't think that that I helped me. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it helped me. Right, right. (laughs) That knowledge of what sex was and how that worked was not, I was like, oh, I have to hold my weight. I have to hold my weight. I have to, it was a lot of, wait, wait, what do you mean? A lot of robots. Well, like, I just, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta, like, I have to, I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird time. I'd like, I just, you know, I don't know. It was a lot easier to just like hump something and work what's right for you rather than like oh. what's right for them to me to it was just right. so much working with somebody else I think after that time I was like I was like cool I'm just gonna go hump more pillows like, I don't know <laughs> this is fucked up what is this but we, we've talked about this a couple of pod, a couple episodes ago you don't or have you been what's going on with your uh, Oh, you're you like my sex now. life now. Yes. Yeah, my my dude. He's he, he's good we're, now. We're good. good. We're okay, good, good. But but he's still recovering. It feels a little bad for him. I really do. I mean, I remember the first time we had sex. I was like, "Is this okay? I want to hurt you. Uh, Is this okay?" I was like, "Baby, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I'm fine. I'm fucking fine. I'm like, okay, oh I'm, I'm worried now. No, I'm worried." <laughs> Oh my God. So, uh, uh, David last night we took, uh, he took a shower and then, uh, I guess he, we actually listened to one of the episodes together Ooh, for the first time. What? Yeah. So I we're still driving won't back. let Tom listen to this fucking thing. I asked if he's listened. He's listened to all <gasps> Tom. And, but he's been so good about it. He hasn't been like weird or said anything or like had anything weird about it, which has been great. That's like a big, that's mm-hmm. big progress, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I've talked about all kinds of naughty stuff and he's not you know, been weirded so out what, by any of that stuff. On? No, he was just, you know, he, it's funny. So he, we, so the con, the one he listened to was the one we were talking about. Um, the, the chick was like, we haven't, I've been married and not having a lot of sex. And we, uh, should I, should I go through my man's phone or whatever, you know? And you were like, Oh hell yeah, I can't, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. Have an adult conversation. <laughs> so we were talking about the move recently and he messaged me and he was like, so, you know, we didn't really, we haven't really had like a talk about like, are you cool with it? A hundred percent. Like, I don't want you to be moving because th- this, yeah. this is where I would like, are, 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 yeah. are you really into it Amazing. too? And, and he's like, I wanted to make sure that we have an adult conversation about the move. And I was like, oh, someone's listening to the podcast. Oh he's like God. really listening to it and taking it in. And like, we, it, it was great. And then last night, obviously we had sex last night and he, and he the kids are finally better. In. Well, he got out of the shower and like got in bed and he's like, so like trying to be all like, you know, whatever. And he's like, get over here. And like, was, you know, like he really Shit. like paid attention and, you know, and, and, and listened. And so I'm, I'm kind of glad that. 
that it's working out that way. So wow, okay. You know? Oh, I love that for you. I was like, hey, if it works in my yeah. for, in my favor, yeah. Maybe. Why great. did we do this podcast <laughs> for our relationships? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So okay. do we have time for one more, yeah, or should yeah. we? No, no, go for it. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. I've had too much coffee today. Okay, so then I'll talk a little bit. Um, so this is kind of, first, this is from um, uh, Sinister, Jay Sinister. Mm. Um, so we're going we're gonna to answer the second portion. Uh, first, you two are amazing. I Thanks, love Jay. the openness oh, and honesty hello. that you both give us. My question isn't an easy one to ask. Uh-oh. And I completely understand if you both uh, would rather not discuss it. Um, Scout, I remember several years ago a story about you going missing or running away. I remember you being found or something, but mm. nothing about what happened. I was curious if that was a story you were willing to talk that about. That was right around the first Halloween, wasn't it? No, man. That was like right when I I did sleepover. Sleep o- okay. So I think I was 15 okay. or 16. Maybe yeah. you told me about it when we were doing Halloween. Yeah, probably. Because it was, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a really embarrassing time for me and I didn't realize how massive it was going to be um so so here here's is what has happened okay yeah. so I um I came from like this really rough childhood with my biological mom yes. and and all of that and and sexual abuse and all of that and my dad and my stepmom got custody of me when I was like 9 years old mm-hmm. and I was kind of introduced into this acting world like mm-hmm. really really fast after dealing with all that trauma Who got you into it was my was my stepmom okay and my dad you know because they you know I I was you needed that outlet yeah I needed yeah. something I needed something and they, they they didn't think anything was gonna happen yeah. and then it it did you know it was it was a big therapy for yeah. me like releasing and, and pretending course. to be someone else yeah. through my childhood mm-hmm. really really helped me um and then it it became like you know so 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 making that switch as that kid kind of got to me and and then there was like pop singing and it was like mm-hmm. you're going to be a pop star you're going to be a dancer and like oh god I didn't want to be a pop star I didn't want to sing I didn't want to do any of that fucking shit but it was like what everybody was pushing me to mm. do and 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 you know my mom and I have talked about it she was really pushing that. Because Cash Cow? He probably, yeah. probably. And like, you know, Hannah Montana and yeah, all that yeah. shit. It was like Disney route, Disney yeah. route. And I'm just not, a, I wasn't a Disney kid. Yeah, I, I just wasn't a Disney kid. I get it. And I had, I just fucking left. Yeah. I just left because I had to go do some fucking performance. And like, and I just, I was just like, I need a break. Like, Where did how, you go? How do you say that as a kid? How do you yeah. say like, you know, like I didn't. I didn't know how to, I didn't know if it was allowed also because, you know, I'd, I'd come from the childhood of being sexually abused. I I didn't learn that, that I could just be like, I don't want to do any of this. Do you think any kids in the business have the, the guts know. to say no, they don't want to do no, it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think any of them really want to. I mean, you want to do the fun part, yeah, but you don't want to do the yeah. other stuff. So, so, the, so there's that that you know you really got to make sure that your kid wants to 
dudes. Don't put them don't, in yeah. the business. You know, honestly, there there's some kids that I think that are like, I I eat, breathe, I, like I need to do this, but like you it know, doesn't have to be work though. Man. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what it fun, felt like, man. You know? That's what it felt like. I was recording albums. Oh God. I like like and and like I would Shouldn't get in tr- I would get in trouble if I didn't know the words or if I sounded bad or if the, like the studio session went really bad. Oh great. So I just like fucking bolted. I I I you know I went behind my house and I slept in a bush for fucking three hours. Oh, I was so tired. I was just so tired. I slept and then I woke up and I went, I went like in, I grew up in Apple Valley. I went to the skate park. I went to the skate park. I wanted to be around fucking kids. I slept in the skate park. I I think I was gone for two weeks. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, I was gone. I was like, I was living a whole different fucking life for a bit. I, I, I have money. I didn't like these, these, these kids or whatever, like were like taking care of me. Like in this, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was, I do not recommend it. Obviously not for, now, for not a, a fucking 15 year old this, to do that. No. But there was just something, you know, you needed to do it, girl. I just need, you know, I dyed my hair. Yeah. Like I just needed to like strip away what was happening in my life. And, yeah. and of course, you know, you know, the police found me and, and, um, I got reunited with my, my family. And then afterwards our, our cul-de-sac was swarmed with press. With press. I, I had just done TV, like, like, like guest stars and right. recurring roles and right. sleepover. Like that was it. That's all I had done. I didn't right. think it would be a massive thing. Right. Like Dr. Phil was calling. He wanted me on the show. Like Oprah Girl, wanted I went me. on Dr. Phil. Dude, Oprah <laughs> wanted me on the show. Wow. And I just was so embarrassed. Well. I was just, I was just very embarrassed and I just hid for a while. Um, and I remember my first, you know, my, my, my parents got an alarm for the house you know, because they were scared that I was gonna like, and I and I get it. Like two weeks, that's a fucking long ass time. That's a long time. That is a long time. That is a very very long time to like run away. Um, but I remember the the first job that I did at at sixteen was this movie that I did in Bulgaria, and um, you know that w- once we we got finished filming, I was I was sixteen at the time. You know the the AD was like, you know, we were really nervous casting you. Mm. Because of what we've heard in the in the media, you know, about you running away and stuff like that. So it was like, it, you know, and everybody would ask me at like, you know, all the kids would be right. like, you ran away, blah, 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 all this stuff. But I never really talked about it. And I, I just because I didn't imagine it becoming an, a, a thing. Why did your mom continue to have you pursue it then? It wasn't the acting portion. It was... It was the, the, the becoming a pop oh, star. Oh, so it was that part. That, it was becoming a pop star right. and a singer and like, and, and It was pushing, becoming a star versus a being star an actress. In, yeah. And versus being an actress. Yeah. And we later like had you that understanding of like, I just, you know, I want to, if I'm going to do this, this is a job. Yeah. I'm a child. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting my GED so I can yeah. work as an adult at, yeah. now. Like. I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm, this is my, my, my job now that, you know, kids go to college to discover what they want to be. Yeah. I'm learning this at fucking 15 years old. Yeah. I need a second. And what I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. Right. Like, you know, good so, for you. Yeah. So I just needed to check out for, for a second. Good for yeah, you. So there you go, guys. There you go. I finally talked about it. Whew. 
Oh, there it geez, is. girl. Oh, <laughs> shake it off. Shake All it right. off. All right. Uh, I can go on and on and on about child actors. I, I would say I love you. Screen Actors Guild, the only actor that employs children, only union that employs children. Mm-hmm. Um, only children's union. Um, okay. So speaking of uh, this story, so I'm, I'm, it, it's, uh, okay, I'm feeling myself like trying to calm myself down because it really bothered me. It bothered me on, on many different levels. It bothered me that I didn't know about it. Okay. Um, I wonder if I know about it. Because this is something that, that I sh- we should have known. Um, so there is uh, there was a, um, an HBO documentary that came out, um, HBO Max, um, at the end of this last year uh, called Adrian. And um, there's this uh, remarkable actress, director, writer named Adrian Shelley, um, who uh, had apparently committed suicide. I think it was 2000. Uh, you know, I'm just going to read this before okay. I explain it so okay. I don't get anything wrong. So this is just an article that I pulled up um, uh, from uh, The Guardian, uh, written by um, someone named Adrian Horton. Um, and uh, so the documentary, so it's it's kind of a little bit long, but it might, I'll see if I can jam through it pretty okay. fast. Um, documentary, she's more than just a murder victim, uh, the life and death of filmmaker Adrian Shelley. The HBO documentary, Adrian, directed by the late artist's husband, explores the life, murder, and legacy of the writer and director of Waitress. Did you ever see Waitress? Yeah, I just, I yeah. So the co-star uh-huh. uh, is Adrian Shelley, and she also was the director. Okay. And she wrote it. Okay. And, you know, it's Broadway, and yeah, it's like, yeah, I saw whole, it on Broadway in New York. Whole huge thing. Yeah. So the or sad, London, yeah, yeah, London. New York. Oh, you saw it in London. London. Yeah. The sad thing is that um, this was her legacy, and and she was murdered, and nobody knows that side of the story. Um, if you know, people are wait I, in the documentary. People are waiting in line in, in in Times Square to go to see it, and her name is you know right up there on the marquee. And everyone in line, they're like, "Do you know Adrian Shelley?" And they're like, "No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who she is. I don't know. I don't." Know who she is. It's like this. This is her. This movie. This Broadway show. Th- this yeah. world exists because of this woman that nobody knows about. I, um, yeah, I have no idea. It's fucking tragic. Wow. Um, so. Put my glasses on so I can see because my ass is old. <laughs> okay, so um, so Adrian Shelley was an actor, writer, director, a doting, uh, a doting mother, loyal wife, a vibrant friend, a committed artist who grew up um, from performance to playwriting to film, finally coming into creative bloom when her life was tragically, brutally cut short at age 40. She died mere weeks before the indie film she wrote and directed, Waitress, got accepted to the Sundance Film Festival. Oh, my God. The romantic dramedy starring Carrie Russell went on to become a sleeper hit and spawned the hit Broadway musical of the same name, the first with an all-female principal creative team. Shelley never got to see it. On the afternoon of 1 November 1, 2006, she was strangled to death by a 19-year-old construction worker named Diego uh, Pilco, after she walked in during his attempted robbery of the West Village apartment she used as her office. Pilko staged her body like a suicide, and she was found hours later by her husband, Andy Ostroy. If it weren't for Ostroy's doggedness in disputing the initial suicide ruling and the identification of Pilko's shoe print in the dust of Shelley's bathroom, the killing would have probably gone unknown and unsolved. Whoa. The grim details of Shelley's death are handled bluntly up front in Adrian, a new HBO documentary direct, directed by her husband uh, as part of a loving remembrance of his lost wife, mother, and relentlessly creative soul and part exploration of navigating unfathomable grief with a small child. 
Shelley and Ostroy's daughter Sophie was just shy of three when her mother died. The 100-minute film opens with the home footage of a buoyant Shelley at a Halloween party with Sophie the night before her death, then cuts to news coverage that presumed suicide, an assumption Ostroy immediately rejected. From the day she died, he said he was determined to find out what happened to Shelley, an early muse of indie filmmaker Hal Hartley and later Sundance Darling, uh, and to make sure she was never forgotten. It really was just a desire to humanize Adrian, bring her back to life, and show the world that she's more than just a murder victim. She was the wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister and a friend. Um, so the vision for the film was always very simple, life, death, and aftermath. Uh, he said life was clear. He kept a trove of home videos on top of the many clips from Shelley's films, starting with her debut in the lead opposite Robert Burke and Hartley's The Unbelievable Truth in 1989, born Adrian Levine in 1966 to Elaine Langbaum and Sheldon Shelley Levine. So, sorry, Levine. Mm -hmm. uh, Shelley raised on Long Island, was a natural and enthusiastic performer. She performed early and often in school plays, studied film production in college for dropping out a year earlier, um, I'm sorry, a year later to pursue a career in Hollywood. So she started college and then was like, mommy, I want to do this. Yeah. And her mom, who's a mate, lovely, um, uh, said, go, you yeah. need to go do this. Um, so blonde, petite, doe-eyed, disarmingly emotive, Shelley found quick success along with Hartley covering magazines and booking numerous underwritten roles. By her late 20s, she'd grown jaded with expectations and rampant, rampant sexism in Hollywood. An old video, she talks about pressures of the industry to be fuckable. <laughs> to say yes to everything, to stay hot or relevant. Mm -hmm. And she says, I quote, I think I spent a lot of my 20s as if I was in some dark adventure of some kind, not really, really feeling myself alive. And I feel like a real desire to not live my life that way anymore. And she tells a camera on her 30th birthday in 1996. She helped found a theater company and started writing her own material, staging her first short play in 1993. The film survey of her personal archives recount Shelley's greatest desires to find a life partner. She met Ostroy through a dating site in 2001 and to become a mother. Sophie was born in 2003. Waitress, written when Shelley was pregnant, was her creative darling, the culmination of years of work and frustration. Um, hold on, let me flip this page here. Uh, numerous friends from her childhood throughout the set, uh, through the set of Waitress recall Shelley as, an, as a remarkable, a unicorn, an alien, an old woman in a tiny, beautiful body, special. Adrian was like no one else you'd ever meet in your life, said Ostroy, echoing similar sentiments from Carrie Russell, Paul Rudd, Cheryl Hines, Nathan Fillion, Burke, her mother and her brothers, and many others. When you were in her presence, you really felt, wow. So... Basically, uh, late in the film at an unspecified date in 2019, uh, it actually shows her husband going to the correctional facility that the, her murderer was at. Um, <gasps> and he sits down across from her and shows him photographs of the things that his daughter has has had in her life, her first bike ride, her, you know, her first this, her first that, all of these wonderful things that her mother got to miss out on. Um, and he just says he wanted to, to really, um, uh, the point of the interview was to get the truth of what happened that day, which he did get. He did. Okay. Yeah. He, he, he did. Yes. God, so could you imagine facing? No, oh no. My God. So uh, he also says, and right before he goes into the room, he says, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if like he just like, like grabbed him or he like, you, you don't know what you're going to do when you see that person, yeah. you know, and he didn't react the way he thought he was going to react. Okay. Um, he also says uh, uh, he wanted, he wanted to humanize Adrian for him so that rather than having a lasting image in his head of this panicked woman racing towards him, calling out for the police, he sees a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister, that he understood all the moments in the last 14 years that Adrian missed, that Sophie missed, that I missed, that everyone missed. Um, hold on, this printed double-sided. 
Uh, maybe when he goes to bed at night, he lies his head down and he stares at the ceiling, thinks about that and makes him feel something that he didn't feel before. Um, so throughout this film, uh, he talks about, uh, let me just tell you what happened on the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was the day after Halloween. She's 40 years old. She's got a two-year-old daughter. Um, and she was writing and she had an apartment in, in, I think it's the East Village, um, somewhere in Soho. And, uh, she, he said he'd, he'd spent a lot of time with her that morning, which he didn't normally get to do, which was lovely for him. And, uh, he said he, he pulled up and he watched her walk into, uh, this, the building where she had her writing loft essentially. And, um, what happened was, is, uh, he was calling her throughout the day and it wasn't like him to not call. It wasn't like her to not call the nanny. It wasn't like her to not answer text, you know, answer phone call, not text or no text then answer phone calls or not pick up the phone. The phone kept ringing. So he called his friend and he said, I think something's wrong. I, 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 I this is not like her. She's not checked in all day, um, you know, to check on our daughter and I, I, I need to go. But he has this image of like her walking into the to the apartment building, you know, and how that lingering on her, the love that he had had for her and felt for her. Anyway, he went, he went and his friend drove him there and he went up to the apartment and he said, uh, he, you know, he, he just barely pushed on the door and it opened. Uh, and he knew as soon as it opened that something that he was going to find something horrible. And, uh, he went in and, uh, she was hanging, uh, in the bathroom from uh, a, 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 some kind of rope or something, some kind of knot. I don't know it was a bed sheet or something. And that might've been a bed sheet. Um, oh my God. And yeah. he, you know, he, you know, called police and ran downstairs and uh, said, said to his friend, you know, Adrian's dead. And anyway, they, they had deemed it a suicide and he fought it and fought it and fought so, it. So was there a note or? No, no, nothing. nothing. There was just because she was hanging. Because she was hanging. Um, but she was at the height of her career. She was in love with her husband. She was in love with her child. The, the amount of videos that this, that this woman has with this baby, there's no way there's no, it's like if I, if, yeah, it's it's like if you were to, yeah. That's insane. I love my husband. I'm yeah. gr- happy in my career. I love my babies. If I, you would, you would be like, "There's no way Danielle committed yeah. suicide." Yeah, someone murdered her. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, ever. Yeah, no doubt in your mind. So if the police are are pushing, 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 yeah. no, 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 you're gonna fucking yeah, fight. Fucking fight for that shit. So what happened was, is the story goes, um, in the bathtub. Uh, I guess she was hanging from the, the, the railing in the shower. In the bathtub, there was um, a footprint with okay. some sawdust. That seemed odd. Uh, the, the footprint, there, there was a very specific shoe outline in the sawdust that matched, I guess, something outside of her the door of the apartment. And there was construction going on in the building. So what happened was is a... Uh, a construction worker, thank God for the police to end up figuring this out. Uh, construction worker, uh, had, had come in from, um, I think it was Ecuador and this, his, this man's mother had spent all this money to get him here and he needed money. He, he was working, he needed money. So he was looking through apartments to see if he could rob people. And he happened to, he said, listen to her, to, to the door. And when he listened, the door just like pushed open. He didn't think anybody was inside. So he went inside and he went and was rummaging through her purse. She was there and she, my size, 
she came out and he ran and she chased him. Oh, yeah. Like what you would do. 100%. Dude. uh, And he said that all he heard was her, the only word he heard was policia and that he, she was going to call the police and he snapped and he went in and he strangled her to death. So he said he had his hands on her throat and her hands over her mouth. And then when she went blue and dropped, he, he said, oh my God, I killed her. So he went into the bedroom and he not, he nodded it up. And apparently the, I guess the police had asked her husband if she knew how to tie this kind of knot. Which he's like, do you know how to tie this kind of knot? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it was the it was a kind of knot that you used to tie up hogs with. Oh god. Like a slaughter sort of yeah situation. Um. So anyway, they they ended up identifying uh, matching. He was he was fixing an apartment below, um, but she fucking ran after him to 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 yeah. yell at him. Yeah. And he 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 killed her. And uh, thank God he, he ended up confessing to it when they got him. Of course, yeah. they had to get him first, but he thought he got away with it. <laughs> so she never got to see Waitress. Oh, my God. Um, her, it was it's a few weeks. my favorite plays. So he had to go to Sundance. So imagine. No, uh-uh. Imagine you're, you're sitting at Sundance in this theater with this beautiful movie with your, your mother-in-law, her mom was there. He was there because he had to go and represent her. This is so fucking sad to me. Mm-hmm. And everyone, it's like bittersweet mm-hmm. because you're watching her and you're hearing her speak and like she's there. And what's crazy is that he said that he brought her, it's so sad to me. He brought her ashes. Oh my God. And he walked down like that early that morning before the movie premiered, he walked down the center in Park City and he just sprinkled her ashes. You're going to love the end. Okay. This, and it's going to get funny. Okay. Not funny, but funny, like ha, like not ha ha funny, but funny. He threw her ashes in the air a little bit at a time and a little bit landed on Harvey Weinstein's shoulder. Ah, what? (laughs) And he said, I couldn't help but laugh to myself and think of the joy that Adrian would have found in that happening. Oh my God. Because of everything she stood for. Oh. And that he knew that she was there with him in that moment. Wow. And, uh, and then, you know, the the movie went on to be this huge success without her being, seeing what she did and was able to accomplish. And, um, her daughter grew up with a loving, her dad was like, I'm, 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 I got this where I'm, I'm going to, he, he's amazing. Um, she's a lovely, she sounds just like her mom too, which is crazy when you watch this, this, uh, the footage, but she's so in love and it's like to, to have that taken away from you when you're like you, but, but at the same time you're like, wow. And I've had this thought too of. God, like I've got everything I want right now. I'm at the happiest place in my life. So the only thing that would miss that I would miss desperately is like seeing my kids. Oh, Danielle. See, this is why I don't like being so <laughs> far away from you. I would hug you right now. You're, you're pulling me back to that scene. Oh. I can't. I can't. Oh my God. But you know, it's like, so, yeah. so if, we're, if we're here for life to like give us this thing, I've, I've gotten all of those feels. It's only going to get better from here. But if it was to end right now, like 
I would be devastated because I wouldn't get to have more of what I already have. Not because I didn't get to have what I wanted. Because I have what I want. I don't get to experience more of those days. So just really take that, you know, the uh, life is so short. Take the day to go like, wow. I and, and if it's not servicing you and it's not, you don't have it, then 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 do it. Make it make it happen, you know. But I watched this fucking documentary and I bawled my goddamn eyes out through the yeah. entire thing because of the I maybe because she's 40 and an actress and was like and you know and and I, I shared a lot of the Sam I'm you know I was born on Long Island and like she's Jewish her mom's Jewish like this whole and the, but the fact that nobody knew who that you're standing in line to see this movie or you see this movie you don't know who she is mm-hmm. and and she shouldn't be remembered as a murder victim mm-hmm. she needs to be remembered as this fucking heroine this woman that created this wonderful piece of art and this beautiful daughter and has this loving husband and uh and and a little piece of her land on harvey weinstein and i think oh that's just God, genius that. and everybody has this beautiful these beautiful memories of her and you know she she talked about this piece of her not being fuckable and i i it's it just resonated with me because i when i i uh tested for um uh uh, party of five. I went to network for party of five. I don't know if I ever told you this story and I had gone. It, 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 so guys that don't know when you, when you test for something, it's like you've gone through so many auditions and then you're like, you got to go through in front of like the big boss, you yeah. know, it's, you get to like the CEO and everybody's there. And do I have makeup all over my no, face by the no, way? Okay. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. Ah, um, beautiful. and, um, I, 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 I auditioned for for Nev Campbell's role, right? Oh wow! Um, and because originally it was her name was Julia, and she was written as a fifteen year old, you know, um, very like nerdy, virgin esque uh, sort of bookworm, and um, uh, trying to take, navigate having younger sister and you know brothers and like trying to figure it out. And um, I had uh, gone in, I think four or five times. Finally got to network, and uh, I was told that I, I they loved me. But I needed to come back again with other another round of girls um, because they just weren't quite sure. And the notes from casting were the network just didn't feel that I was fuckable enough looking. I just shared a story that I, I, I found out the reason that I got a role was because it looked like I had had sex before over the other girl. Yeah, I get it. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I don't understand. I don't understand. So casting <laughs> told me when I had when I had to come back again mm-hmm. that they wanted me to wear a sexy dress and heels. <sighs> um, yeah. And I was really confused by that because the the character was talking about in the scene I was doing that I hadn't had a first kiss yet, and I didn't get it. But I did it. Yeah. And when I got there, it was me and it was Nev Campbell. And she was wearing a tube top and overalls. Oh. And she was, I think, 18. And she had big old boobies. It was because you looked, yeah. I was like a little girl. You looked like a little girl. I was, I think, 16. Yeah. Um, And... I was like, well, she doesn't, she doesn't she's wearing overalls, yeah. not understanding like, 
I looked so stupid. Oh, it breaks I my heart. I felt so stupid. That breaks my heart. It's the, yeah, that breaks my heart. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. You and I have gone through similar stories because we do look young, you know. I, I, I went through that with, with the testing for CW where it was always oh, like. Oh, yeah. I was told know, it was you, not CW material. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you have to get your, you have to make sure you wear the push-up bra. Make yeah. sure you show chest. Make sure, make sure you have a winged eye. Make sure yeah. you have a lot of makeup. Right. Like always. And then I go there and the girls right. would look like, no makeup, nothing. No nothing. I'm like, I know. I'm like, why do I have to like put out my boobies? Um, to finish this off, yeah. um, the devastating part of this whole thing for me um, we could talk about this because this thing I don't really understand. Uh, maybe you'd have a better idea of it. Um, he uh, is going to get out of jail not too soon from now because he only got 25 years. So he was convicted, um, sentenced to 25 years uh, with the possibility of parole. And apparently um, this was in 2007. So before he's 40 which was the age that she died, this man will be released from prison. So how is it that someone, you know, shoots somebody and spends, gets life in prison yeah. and someone that strangles somebody which is, it's still killing somebody. I know. The, the, um, the whole system is messed up. Gets I, life. I, I can't understand it. What, I, I what honestly is the difference? can't understand. I, I, I can't understand it. I don't understand it anymore. Even like attempted murder, you're still planning on, you're still trying to kill someone, yeah. whether you succeed or not. Yeah. What is the fucking difference? I know. I know. I know. It, it, it blows my mind. Premeditated is different, I guess, different. like the manslaughter, murder. Like if it just, if it's happening, I and guess. And also in, different states, they, they, they all think differently. Of course. On these things. Of it's, course. It, I just don't understand why we don't have an, a complete under, like I don't, understanding I, of I, I don't know. what's right, what's like, you know what I'm I, saying? I, I'm a type. I always say like, that, like there's a right way and a wrong way. I stop on red. I go on green. How He was 19. I think he was 19. Yeah. So he was a. Kid. I think he was the yeah, he only was thing that I could think is that they're looking at his age. That, but, but still, again, you're an adult. Another, <laughs> like you are an adult. If, you're, if you shoot somebody at yeah. 19, and you right now you shoot somebody, you stab somebody, you're 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 gonna probably yeah. you're gonna go to jail you know, for my, more than my dad tries to make me understand this kind of life because, you know, he was a coroner, but he also, like, worked at the prison as well. Right. And he's always, like, trying to get me to understand both sides of the story. But I'm like, yeah. I don't understand how someone can kill someone and then, like, get get away with it. I, like, don't, I don't know. There's nothing that no. I can make sense of of that. When when you said that he didn't give the reaction that that the husband was—, was um, I guess guessing that he would get what what was the reaction that he got from him when he went to pr- the prison I think you think you're going to go in and want to fucking kill somebody he, Okay so his own reaction his own I reaction thought, I thought the the No the guy was the, he wrote him a letter mm-hmm. so her husband wrote him a letter saying I want I want to see you and he got a letter back and he read it her husband reads it in the documentary for the first time out loud Holy and shit. he says that he wants he does want to meet him. He doesn't want him to come because he doesn't want to, to talk, but he wanted time because he was scared. Yeah. So he wanted time to sort of process. He needed to know when he was going to come. Did he say in the documentary what he, what that guy said to him? 
Oh no, you see it. Oh, you see it. They filmed the meeting. This. I have to watch this. They filmed it. Was it was it what you would have expect expected from from him as a viewer? Just wondering, like you it know. was exactly what I expected, really? and and I felt like I understood her husband. I felt like. I would have gone in there too thinking, I don't know if I will be able to not kill this person, but there's such an an anger and, but then there might, there's like a weird strength and calm that comes over and power that comes over you. I think in that situation where, you know, you, you, you're holding, you're holding that Mm -hmm. you can't lose control. Yeah. Like you're not weak in that moment. Mm-hmm. You're the strong one. Mm-hmm. So you think you're going to lose control and, and, and you just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. it wasn't a heat of the moment kind of thing. And, and he, he, he said, all I heard was police. And, you know, we speak in Spanish as the translator there. And as soon as he le you know, he, he shows them all these pictures of, of his daughter and what she's not here to see. And, and uh, he just keeps, he says, I'm sorry, you know, and he, he, he leaves, he gets taken away and he just kisses under his breath. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, he just said he, he wanted, but then you're like, God, I, you wonder like if this man has killed other people, you know? No, he, he, he I don't know. Really? He has it. No, no, no. I think he, he just got caught stealing and he thought he was going to go to jail and he was trying to give money back to his mom that had, had, you know, given everything she had for him to get to America. And he just got, he just got See, fucking my, caught. My, like if I fucking, I don't like, I wouldn't, I would run. Like I wouldn't, I, of course, I, I, like that's I just you. don't understand what, how a person can, can go, snap like that. can snap like that. Right. Like that's what, that's what you do. I think that's what he wanted to know. He wanted to find out what, what makes what is going on in, in your mind that that you did that? Yeah. How do you become a murderer? Yeah. You know. Damn. Um, in, I in mean, that moment. honestly, like, trust your fucking gut with that husband. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like to press on. Yes. You know, everyone. Like the, that. That pisses me off that they just were like, oh, it's suicide. You know, when 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 Jonathan committed suicide, I was working on this movie and and uh, the, I had the detectives calling me. Um, to, they wanted to sit down with me to talk about if it because they has to be ruled questionable until it's proven that it's a suicide, you know, and, and they were asking all kinds of questions about everybody that was there that night and about my ex Jeff and my, you know, their relationship as friends and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to rule out that it was maybe a murder that was being covered up and I couldn't understand. It was like, but he's hanging there. I remember like sitting on the tennis court at, 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 um, oh my God, uh, Dick, uh, Dick Van Patten. I don't know if you know, you probably don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like eight, eight is enough. I think that's his name. Eight is enough. It is an old, old, old 80s show. Yeah. I was filming at his house. We're filming at the tennis court. And, and I, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, imagine like, I'm, you know, 26 yeah. and I'm like, I got it. I guys, I need five minutes while you're setting up so I can go take this call. And like, I have to go sit in a court, you, you know, on a tennis court and like talk to a detective about my friend who just killed himself the night before. And then be like, okay, I'm off that call. So what are we, what are we setting up to shoot? Welcome to an actor day in the life of an actor. When like someone calls out of work as they have a cold, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) You had to go to work with. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, and, uh, (coughs) excuse me. Um, so, uh, I, I, again, those are things that you never want to have to experience. And, uh, but, but he just knew, like, he just knew that something was wrong and something had happened that day because it wasn't like her and, and you know her. And again, you guys would do it. For, uh, oh, I, yeah. You know, your person, yeah. you're like, you know, you know yeah. what you know. And, um, 
it's just so beautiful. And I just really wanted to, to share who she was. Uh, I didn't know her personally, but you know, when you see her, you're like, I know who she is. Yeah. And, um, and she was ferocious and, and, uh, and she fucking fought, man. She Good fought, fought, fought. And, uh, and, and I, and look, you know, look what it, what's come of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's quite um, remarkable. And, uh, I just, yeah, she shouldn't be remembered as a murder victim. She should be remembered as, as, that's who she was, you know, Adrian Shelley is amazing. So if you have a chance to check it out. I will. I will. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Great. Sorry. Uh, You're going to call so me and powerful. be like, I no, fucking hate you. No, it's so powerful. Because like I said, I, I went and saw her play in London. That was the only play that I went and saw. Wow. So and this I is her husband's no first I- time directing and doing no anything idea. like this. I had no idea. Wow, I can't wait. I can't wait. You now you're going to see it with different eyes. You also too, you know, you know, you you touched on cuz I know you got emotional and and you know, our motto that we say all the time is like you know, you've got one life. That's it. It really is really strong to remember that. I'm sure you're going to affect a lot of people that listen to this this episode. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, guys, thank you guys so much. Fucking ruin. I hope you're, I just ruined everyone's Monday morning. No, you know, we're, we're fucking <laughs> loving doing this guys. And, and yeah. like I said, we're discovering who we are and what, what this is about. And, um, thank you guys for taking this journey with us. And I thank you guys. Um, actually somebody submitted this, uh, gave me a list of, of people to check out and, and I didn't know she was. And because of you, I was able to sort of Google around and, Amazing. and look up some of these stories and I'm finding a lot of really cool stuff. And I just want to share this picture cause it's just a picture of her with her little girl Aww. and it's just so lovely. Um, That's and, so uh, and it's, it's beautiful. So, um, um, can you, can you share again to, cause I know you know it cause I know a lot of people are DMing me asking me where they can submit the questions to podcast is- at talkscarytome.com. Okay. Is th- then that's, there's no email. That is the email. That it's the email. Podcast at talkscarytome.com. Great guys. Thank you again. Okay. So we will, we will, okay. Do more cases. True crime cases. Here we go. (laughs) And sex and love. Thanks guys. Bye guys. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 